What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Mediascope Brief. This is Tachi bringing you the best in media tech and pop culture news. Now, you may have noticed I've been gone for a little bit, got busy, and then I lost my voice. So, happy to be back, and I hope you all are well. Let's talk. If you are lamenting the fact that your iPhone does not have a headphone jack, lament no more because they may be coming back. So there are new leaked photos of the iPhone SE 2 that shows Apple bringing back the headphone jack. It says it's on the way, though it's still a blur as to which features are going to be included in the smartphone. So photos were spotted on a Chinese social media site called Weibo. And I don't know if it's Weibo or Weibo. I'm going to say Weibo. And posted on the likes of TechCrunch, and this supposedly reveals the second generation of the iPhone SE. The device shows a glass back, which is likely to be for wireless charging, and a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. The phone also looks very similar to the original uh, SE phone, which comes with the Touch ID sensor. The rear markings only feature the word iPhone. So this is not confirmable if the leak images, leaked images are actually the model of the upcoming phone or just a prototype since there's another conflicting rumor that says the SE2 may not include the headphone jack after all. And yet another report states that the iPhone SE2 may be equipped with an A10 processor, 2 gigs of RAM, and either 32 or 128 gigs of storage configurations. Whatever happened to 64? Why did they jump? Anyway, this is rumor, so we'll see what happens when they are actually released. But some of you may be pleased to know that the headphone jack may come back. Okay, no more dongle. <laughs> Cheers. back everyone. So remember Snapchat spectacles? Yeah, those things everybody was waiting in line for from those SpongeBob SquarePants type vending machines that did not really do too well. You would think they would just die a slow death, but apparently not because there is a second version coming out. Snapchat is still trying to make spectacles happen. The first foray into the hardware, as I said, was disastrous And they were priced around $130, sold in the pop-up vending machines around the U.S. And it was mostly hype, basically. But the excitement fizzled out after Snapchat started selling glasses more widely and made them available online. Evan Spiegel, in a letter to investors in 2018, admitted that the company grossly overestimated the demand for the product and lost basically $40 million in unsold devices. So today, Snapchat is once again trying to make spectacles happen. Specs 2.0 look pretty similar to their predecessors. They have the same rounded lenses. To me, they look like kid sunglasses. Anyway, with cameras mounted at each temple. They come in three colors, which Snap is calling Onyx, Ruby, and Sapphire. The previous version came in black, orange, and teal. Again, kid sunglasses. (laughs) The newer colors are more muted, which is nice if you want to wear something that doesn't entirely scream that there's a camera built into them. The new devices are also water resistant and operate entirely in HD, unlike Specs 1.0, which were not and did not. Snap is promising four times faster transfer speeds when you want to download your content from the glasses to your phone. And Spectacles 2.0 will retail for $150-$20 more than Specs 1.0. They're available starting today in the U.S., Canada, France, and the U.K. And there are more European countries to come in May. 
Earlier this week, Snapchat reported that they began testing a rollback on their widely loathed app redesign. Thank the Lord, it is annoying. This couldn't come at a better time if Snapchat really thinks that they have a shot at getting people to spend more money than ever before on their hardware. You can't use specs or spectacles without the Snap app. And if users can't or won't use the Snap app, that doesn't bide well for either Snap, chat, that is, or spectacles. We'll see what happens. Do you have spectacles? Are you looking at purchasing a pair of specs 2.0? Do you even care? In either case or any case, I really would love to know. Let me know. Leave me a uh, message or uh, some kind of, yeah, message. (laughs) Okay, cheers. I am back and back to talk about Amazon. How many of you have Amazon Prime? I do because I off, I order an awful lot of film equipment and production equipment and the fact of having free shipping on things that weigh as much as an SUV is really comforting. So I really like that I have Prime. Plus it helps that there's also Prime Video and there's some music that comes with it. So it's a pretty good deal. Well, if you have an annual membership, you will notice soon that the price is going to go up from $99 to $119. They announced today during their quarterly earnings call that the price for their Prime membership is going to increase by about 20% for U.S. users. This hike was announced by CFO Brian Olsavsky. And he will raise a Prime membership, as I said, from $99 a year to $119, effective May 11th for new members and June 16th for existing ones. So you have about a month extra if you're an existing member. Yay. Okay. Anyway, the value of Prime customers, of the value of Prime to customers has never been greater, said Olsavsky. And the cost is also high. As we pointed out, with shipping options and digital benefits, we continue to see costs rise or rises in costs. So earlier this year, Amazon hiked the price for monthly Prime subscriptions by 24%, which makes it around $156 per year. This price hike, however, is the first time the company has increased its annual fee since 2014. Last week, Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos disclosed in his annual shareholders letter that his company has over 100 million Prime members, marking the first time the company has ever shared subscription numbers for the platform. That's pretty big, 100 million. Okay, so part of this is also, in my opinion, and what I've read of other people's, you know, they own the franchise or the rights to Lord of the Rings. To produce a Lord of the Rings show is going to be super expensive. They could probably use the extra revenue. All right, well, let me know what you think. What do you think about Prime increasing its annual membership? I know most people that I know do the monthly, but if you have an annual membership, let me know what you think about the price increase, okay? I shall be back soon with more media tech and pop culture news. Cheers. Hello, hello. Welcome back. So let's talk a little bit about this whole MoviePass thing. Do any of you subscribe to MoviePass? Well, 
they are killing repeated unlimited movies and it's going to cost you $10 more a month if you are not careful. So Movie Pass remains $9.95 per month for an annual subscription, but there are two significant changes to the terms of service which are designed to throttle the number of Movie Pass users in theaters. Before you could see a movie every day. Now you're capped at four tickets per month. So instead, subscribers now receive a three-month trial to iHeartRadio All Access, one that automatically converts to a $9.95 monthly subscription unless you contact the radio service to cancel. And MoviePass Terms of Service makes it all clear in caps. Quote, the service prohibits repeat viewings of the same movie. So MoviePass and iHeartRadio announced the bundle promotion on April 13th when it was pitched as a new option for MoviePass subscribers. However, it's currently the only subscription offered on the site and users have to dig deep into the MoviePass uh, terms of service and, well, not terms of service, but the frequently asked questions to learn that they will become paying iHeartRadio subscribers after the trial period if they fail to cancel. So you'll look at your bank statement and say, what the hell is this $9.95 for? Yeah, it's that. iHeartRadio filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection in March. The MoviePass repeat policy comes into service just as Disney releases Avengers Infinity War, which I am going to see tomorrow, a Marvel film that is expected to inspire repeat viewings from a raft of passionate fans. So in a statement released Friday, MoviePass said that the move to block repeat viewings falls within our continued effort to limit fraud on our app. Fraud? What's the fraud? You just go to see the movie several times. Anyway... I digress. Let me move on. So the movie pass statement also suggested that swapping unlimited movies to a four per month cap and an auto subscribing radio service was designed as a promotional service for its users. They say we're continually testing various promotions with different partners and current iHeart, the current iHeart radio deal is consistent with that approach. This does not mean that our unlimited su- subscription will be offered in the future or will not be offered in the future, excuse me. Yeah, all right, well, I don't subscribe to MoviePass anyway, but if you do, know that these are some of the changes, and these are all aimed at trying to get you to be there less. Okay, cheers. Finally today, everyone. Let's talk a little bit about Avengers Infinity War. Yeah, you knew I wasn't going to get away with not talking about it today. This, well, Disney will be the first studio to cross the $1 billion mark at the domestic box office this year, thanks to Black Panther and Avengers Infinity War. But that's not it. The Burbank, California-based studio will set a new industry record in regards to crossing the $1 billion threshold faster than any Hollywood studio, than any other Hollywood studio. And there's a very good chance that Disney crosses the $1 billion mark by the end of the day today, which uh, we don't have the numbers in yet, but we shall see if that's the case. In which case, it will have taken them 117 days to reach that feat. Through yesterday, including Avengers Infinity War, Wars 39 million, they made 39 million yesterday, which was opening day. Disney counts 953.2 million according to deadline calculations, so they only need Infinity War to gross 46 
$1.8 million or more today to get to the $1 billion. Should Infinity War fall short of that amount of cash today, then Disney crosses the $1 billion tomorrow. So we'll know whether or not that's the case already. So some early things have come in, but we don't quite know yet, even though today is basically over in the U.S. anyway. So... That would make it 118 days, which is still an industry record. Good for them. So currently at this point in time, the industry estimates figure that Infinity War could make between 90 million to 100 million on its opening Friday. But realize that that figure includes last night's 39 million previews, which is the best ever for a Marvel title. This is the third year in a row that Disney has beat its rivals to the $1 billion stateside, according to Deadline Hollywood. With this year's record, Disney beats their previous all-time 2016 record of 128 days and their 2017 second place notch of 146 days. This is all to get to $1 billion. Universal has had the fourth fastest record to 1 billion reached in 165 days back in 2015 and roughly 88% of Disney's 1 billion this year came from Black Panther of course the estimated it's almost 700 million 6.83 million through yesterday Infinity War and Star Wars The Last Jedi in 2018 carryover haul have a carryover haul of 102 0.9 million. Now, if all of that boggles your mind, just know that it's a hell of a lot of money. So I am going to see the Avengers Infinity War tomorrow. I cannot wait. Uh, people have asked me how many times I'm going to see it because, you know, I saw Black Panther three times. I probably will only see this was Black Panther was somewhat of an anomaly and it was a cultural phenomenon. So I had to see that on all different types of formats. So, but you know what? If this is that good, you might find me trying to see this in another format someplace soon. I'll let you know. And let me know if you saw Avengers yesterday or if you saw it today, what you thought without giving spoilers, please. Okay, cheers. Hello everyone. So I realize that not all of you are listening to me on a sound or podcast or radio app. Some of you are listening to me on iTunes or Google Play or whatever the case may be. And maybe you want to get in touch with me off of these radio apps. If so, feel free to tweet at me at Tatiana, T-A-C-H-I-A-D-A on Twitter. You could also get me at Dr. Underscore Dr. Underscore Tachi on Instagram. And if you're interested in Mediascope, hop on over to Facebook and look at the Mediascope page and like the Mediascope page and share the Mediascope page. It's facebook.com slash Mediascope 16. And there I share just about daily all the news, the media tech and pop culture news that is going on in the world. In any case, I love you for listening and... I will be back hopefully this weekend. If not, I'll talk to you Monday. Cheers.